Hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the Dare to My Heart podcast, a resource podcast created for family caregivers. My name is Michelle Allen uh, and I am your host of this wonderful podcast. So guys, at the time that this airs, it will be sometime in November 2021, which is November is National Family Caregivers Appreciation Month. Like, yay! (laughs) If you didn't know, there is a full month dedicated to family caregivers. And, you know, the purpose of this month is to just bring awareness to the fact that there are family caregivers out here in this world. Um, You know, sometimes we're a forgotten set of people. (laughs) Uh, Forgotten and underappreciated as well sometimes. So the purpose of Family Caregivers Month um, is to bring awareness, to let people know that we are here. We are here, alive and kicking, and we are going through it. So with that, it also encourages uh, people to acknowledge who are the family caregivers around them. Maybe they haven't acknowledged before. Check on them, celebrate them, get show a sign of appreciation, um, whether it's from your family or maybe the person you care from their family. So it's, it's a great month. So happy National Family Caregivers Month. <laughs> so with this episode, guys, I wanted to come in and kind of talk about, you know, we did the intro to the podcast. This is a brand new podcast. I'm still trying to get my bearings, be, you know, uh, on me in terms of doing a solo podcast. Um, I do have another podcast that I co-host with my husband, the You Gotta Love Love podcast. But of course, that's with my husband and I feed off very well with him. So this is my first solo podcast. So thank you for joining me on this journey. But what I wanted to make one of the first couple episodes about of this podcast is are you a family caregiver? Like, let's let's cover that. Are you a family caregiver? I find a lot of times people are doing uh, the family caregiver tasks, but don't realize that there's a title maybe for who they are and what they do. Um, or they just don't realize completely that that's what it is. So let's talk about that. On my website, DearToMyHeart.com, I definitely have a portion there, a tab that says, am I a family caregiver? And I want to read to you um, some parts of it. And this is what I'm going to take to actually talk about this episode, this page here on my website. Am I a family caregiver? Many people relate caregivers to only home attendants or home aides. Those people that have been state certified and are paid to care for someone. What you don't realize is that there are people who care for others and are not specially trained or paid. These people, these people are who we refer to as family caregivers. Also know that family caregivers don't mean that you have to be a quote unquote family member. You can be a family caregiver to family members, friends, even neighbors. Family caregivers come in all ages, races, gender, gender, excuse me, religious backgrounds. A family caregiver does not have to live near the person they are caring for. Many family caregivers live out of state, out of the country, just out of town. Technology has really helped greatly with this aspect of family caregiving. So I wanted to kind of cover that part first. That's the first paragraph on my page. And it's true. Um, You guys know, or maybe you're just getting to know me. It is a new podcast. I am a registered nurse here in New York. I am a home care registered nurse specifically, and I've been in the home care industry for over 15 years now doing my nursing thing. (laughs) And what um, a lot of people do realize, and I see 
patients all the time. I see their families all the time. And I also see the home attendants if they have. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, based on what I'm doing right now in my career. Um, and the home attendants are there. But they are, like I said earlier, they're specially trained. They have to go through a certification program, at least here in New York State. You have to go through a certified uh, state program. And I know what is taught because I've taught that state program. So you go through the special training. I think it's a few weeks. It's been a few years since I've taught that program, but it's a few weeks time. And then you get your certification after you um, do some hours under the guidance of a nurse to show that you know what you're doing or have an idea of what you're doing. And that's it. It's a certification. Um, when I started out in my, uh, I guess, my career in healthcare, I always knew I wanted to be a nurse. Um, I started out as a CNA, Certified Nurses Aide. Um, that's actually a level higher than a home attendant. But my mom said, well, if you're going to do this healthcare thing, start with that. And so that's what I did. And I was a certified nurse's aide. Um, I worked in a nursing home and I also did home care as a certified nurse's aide. So I'm familiar personally and professionally as to what home attendants do. But that's not who we're talking about. We're talking about the family caregiver, the person who is home with their loved ones or, or with that person that they're caring for. And they're doing similar tasks as a home attendant, but they are not a home attendant. Right. And they're not getting paid to do what they do. And they're not trained or took any special certification course to learn how they do what they do. That's a family caregiver. Right. So family caregivers as well. I, the term is family caregiver, but you don't have to be technical blood family in order to be a family caregiver. Um, you know, of course, you think of that right away. You're thinking your parents, grandparents, maybe siblings, of course, you know, direct relation. But you also can be family caregivers to your friends. You can be family caregivers to your neighbors, to co-workers. OK, um, I have a neighbor on the block. She's up in age. She's in her 90s. And where my husband and I are, in essence, a sort of a family caregiver to her because her family is out of state. So we check on her when we're having storms or extreme heat. Um, you know, they always say check on the elderly. So she's one of the ones we always check on. She'll call us if she needs anything done, um, garbage to take out or if she needed to go to the grocery store or the bank. We'll, we'll take her and do that. Um, when, you know, in New York wintertime, it shovels. You know, it rains. So we have to shovel. Oh, Lord, it rains. It snows. Y'all forgive me. It snows. So we have to shovel. I'm praying for a decent winter this year. Lord knows because I can't uh, do it all. A lot has changed in my family dynamics that makes it harder now for us to do the whole shoveling thing. But with her, we make sure between her direct neighbor and us um, that she shoveled out. You know, we shovel her walkway and shovel at least the front part of her driveway. So if one of her kids come, they can pull right into the driveway. We do all that. So we are, in essence, a form of family caregivers for her in that aspect. Um, so let's talk about a few things. Um, I also wanted to touch on that you don't have to be necessarily right living in the same house with your loved one or whoever you're caring for and be considered a family caregiver. Like I said, we don't live in the house with our neighbor, but we're a form of a family caregiver. Um, if you listen to one of my I think the first podcast episode I mentioned that I should have mentioned if I didn't. My husband and I are family caregivers to multiple family members in our family, um, being uh, my mom, my mother-in-law, my dad now has come onto the roster, <laughs> uh, my husband's aunt. Uh, we look after her or just checking on her uh, here in New York. Her family is out of state. 
So it's a lot. My mom, my mother-in-law are in Florida. We're in New York. So we are long distance family caregivers for our parents. Um, And that doesn't mean that you are no less a family caregiver than someone who lives in the same house with whoever they're caring for. You can be a family caregiver and be living in the same house, living in the same state, living in the same town. You could be living out of the country of wherever your loved one is. If you're helping in some sort of way, then you are a family caregiver for them. Um, And we'll do an episode, I want to do one separately just on long distance family caregivers, um, just because that's what I know very well. And um, just wanting to be a resource for those uh, section of people as well. So the second half of my website page, we talk about, I have listed here. So you are a family caregiver if you do any of the following. So let's talk about that. What am I doing, Michelle, that makes me a family caregiver? You don't realize what you're doing, but if you're doing any of these here, you're a family caregiver, whether it's uh, directly in person or long distance. I apologize for the sirens, but you know, we're in New York. It is what it is. So first things first, you are a family caregiver. If you do, if you provide assistance with personal care, for example, bathing, dressing, grooming, toileting. Now that makes sense. I think when some people think family caregiver, they definitely go to that first thought, you know, like, okay, I'm doing, I'm helping them bathe, I'm helping them dress, I'm helping them maybe change their pull-ups or go to the bathroom. So that, I think that's the immediate uh, correlation, right? So that's no no problem. This one, I think, makes sense to most people. So yes, of course, if you're doing any of the hands-on personal care, you are definitely considered a family caregiver. You are a family caregiver. If you're taking people to medical appointments or doing shopping, that counts. You're running errands with them. You're escorting them to medical appointments. You're likely sitting in the appointment with them to hear what's going on. So yeah, that counts. It's not hands-on care like the bathing and dressing, but just as important in grocery shopping. Hello. (laughs) That's probably something people do at least once to twice, at least twice a month. You're doing some sort of shopping. So for sure, that counts as being a family caregiver. Next one. You're a family caregiver. If you are the advocate uh, of your loved one on their behalf. So when I say that, I mean like you are their their representative, right? When you're an advocate, you're talking on their behalf. You're um, advocating for them to make sure things are being done properly for them, make sure they're getting what they need. You're talking on their behalf in a positive way to make sure things are happening the right way for them. So if you're an advocate, you are definitely a family caregiver in some aspect. You're also a family caregiver if you do frequent checkups in person or via phone on that loved one or that person that you're caring for. So if you're over at your family member's house once a week, just checking on their, you know, their health status and how are they doing and just overall wellness, then that's fine. That counts as being a family caregiver. Maybe you can't get there in person, but you call every day on the phone. Um, Like my husband calls his mom every day on the phone. Um, That's been something since I met him, he's been doing. So we've been married, uh, what, 15 years now. And every day for 15 years, he calls his parents on the phone. Um, And now his mom, his father recently passed. So Yep, that counts. You're checking on them, making sure they're okay. You're doing the wellness checks. So that makes you a family caregiver. You're also a family caregiver if you assist with finances. Something else that people may not think about. Like, wait, I'm just helping them go to the bank or I'm helping them write out the checks and money orders. 
or I'm helping them um, situate their, oh my gosh, this is tell you how I'm aging myself. Um, shoot, balance the books. When they say balance the books, I can't think of what that thing is. I never was good with it. Like the ledger that they give you to help you keep track of what's going in and what's going out. But if you're helping with assisting of finances in any way, at this point, maybe you're helping them create automatic withdrawals and you just check on the bank account and make sure it's happening or you're helping them pay bills, sitting down with them and reviewing the bills and go over and all that. That makes you a family caregiver. You're also a family caregiver if you assist with household upkeep. Um, yes, I think right away you think cleaning. So yeah, that counts cleaning, but you're also making sure, uh, like we said, we do the shoveling for my neighbor across the street and actually quite a few um, neighbors up in age we do the shoveling for in the winter. Um, you also may be making sure if there's any leaks or uh, if they need... Um, What's the thing, word I want? Light bulbs need changing. Batteries need to be changed in the fire de uh, detector, things like that. Then you need to, um, you're considered a family caregiver because you're helping around the house doing little things that they cannot do on their own. They need the help. You're also a family caregiver if you can, if you schedule medical appointments. So it's one thing to go to the appointments, but if you're that person that's making the appointments and helping them keep track of the appointments, that counts as well. Let me tell you, there's a joke I always tell my patients. I'm like, yeah, I know you guys are retired now, but with the amount of medical appointments that they have to go to in their retirement, it's like a second job. It's like they picked up a whole second job for some people. Like they are literally at the doctor's office, some doctor, somehow, once a week or more. Like, it's crazy when you hear how many times people go to the doctor. That's one of the questions I have to ask for my day job. And it is just like, wow, that that's, that's a lot. <laughs> so it's a lot on your uh, loved one that you're caring for, but it's a lot on the person that's also taking them to the appointments and trying to keep track and schedule and manage these appointments. So there you go. Last thing that I have listed on my website, you're a family caregiver if you assist with managing medication. Now, when I say that, I'm referring to reminding someone to take medication, contacting the pharmacy or the doctors regarding refills. Um, if you're giving the medications in some form to them, that's also another way of saying you're a family caregiver. So anything dealing with medications. Um, I know I do this with, um, actually, who do I do this with? I go over the medications, let's say my mom and my mother-in-law who's in Florida. I have an app on my phone and I'm going to go over apps and I want to research some more apps because I had an original app and they apparently closed and it converted to a Walmart wellness app. So for right now, that's what I'm using, but I have an app on my phone that allows me to keep track of the health histories of all the people I'm caring for. So right now on my app, I have um, my mom, my dad, my mother-in-law. And I have to get my stepmom added on um, just so that I have a list of their medications and I'm reviewing their medications maybe once a quarter, depending on their health history, maybe once every six months at the most would be once a year. But we're reviewing it pretty frequently because if anything happens, you need to at least have an idea of what the most recent medications that they are on. If you can't get in touch with their doctors and let the paramedics know or whoever needs that information. So it allows me to you know, keep track of their medications. It allows me to keep track of their health history, um, doctor's information, their names and numbers. Cause you, like I said, there's a lot of doctors that are out there that they're dealing with. So you got to keep track of who is what and what and what area do they deal with? Ah, it can be a lot. So if you're dealing with anything regarding medication, um, whether you're just keeping track of all of that or 
you know, maybe you're looking up information about medication for them. Maybe they got a new one and, and they're like, I don't know what it's for, or I'm feeling this way, or I don't understand why I need it. You know, then you look it up. You know, me as a nurse, I'm familiar with quite a few medications, but believe me, I don't know everything. And there's new medications coming out every day. So I'm forever looking up on WebMD or uh, National Institutes of Health, their website to find out what is this medication for. I haven't heard from heard of it. I've never seen it. So what is it for? What is it used for? What are some of the side effects to expect and to look out for when someone's starting it? So things like that. So I just really wanted to, to go over that with you guys today. Are you, after hearing this, uh, this is not going to be a long podcast, but after hearing this, do you feel you're a family caregiver? Let me know. Like, did you realize this whole time that you were a family caregiver? Did you not realize until just now? Like, oh, hold on a minute. I do a couple of these things that she was just talking about. <laughs> I know for me, I didn't realize it either. Um, being a nurse by career, it's just natural for me to do what I do. But when I realized what was going on with the family and how their health has been changing, and I've had multiple, sadly, family members that was on my roster that we've lost over the last few years, um, you're like, this This is a term. And I realized and I learned what the term was. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that's a thing. I didn't know it was a thing. So if I didn't know it was a thing, I know there are many people out here that doesn't know it's a thing. And it's an, it is a needed thing. Family caregivers, the world cannot go around without us, right? Your loved ones need you. Um, and we need them and we have to take care of ourselves in order to be here for them. That's another upcoming episode, um, regarding, uh, just taking care of yourself as a family caregiver and have a guest on that show. And that's going to be a good one. Um, probably will air after this one, but I just wanted to really review that with you guys. Let me know. Um, you know, I am on Instagram and Facebook there to my heart, nursing concierge. You can go to my website, www.daretomyheart.com and it'll take you to my social media from there. Uh, it'll also take you to my email. If you wanted to email me, let me know. Inbox me, DM me. Did you realize you were a family caregiver or are you just finding this out now? <laughs> if you are a family caregiver and you knew from before or maybe you didn't know till now, it doesn't matter. Just know you are appreciated. If no one has told you today or in a long time, know that you are appreciated. I know you are doing the best that you can. We can be very hard on ourselves as family caregivers and think that we're not doing enough. We're doing the best that we can with what we have. Know that, affirm that. What we do for our loved ones is in no means to harm them intentionally. That is not the goal. But at the same time, understand and allow yourself some grace during this process. No one prepares you to be a family caregiver. Um, you know, I look back at it now and I'm like, no one talked about it, to be honest. You know, I'm blessed. My grandmother is still alive. Um, I have one grandmother still alive and she is 93 or so, something like that. She's about 93. Kicking and moving. Um, memory not so good, but physically she's she's not doing too bad. I got to give it to her. She, she's doing better than me with some cases how she's walking. But, um, you know, you just want to, to be there for them and to love them and to know that they are okay. You know, it's not easy being the, the person that's being called on. Um, so I'm hoping through this podcast, we can bring more awareness to family caregivers, bring resources to you. I find that's something that, not to say it's missing, but 
and missing, in my opinion, bring more resources to you and just open up the discussion in a different way with you guys to know that you are special, you are loved, and you are appreciated, okay? From one family caregiver to another. Um, the dear to my heart, a nursing concierge business I have in New York was started as a resource for family caregivers, just like this podcast, but I started it because I saw there was a void. There was a void, and especially during this pandemic. There's always been a void, but during this pandemic, it really got worse, where you have a lot of family members that are home with their loved ones, and they're like, I don't know what to do here. I don't know what this is. I've never had to help someone go to the bathroom, or I've never had to sit down with mom and do the bills. Like, that's not something I've had to do. Now I'm having to do that or realizing I need to step in and do that. I have to look at the medications. I have to remind them to take the medication. So much has changed. And then, again, I've been in this area for 15 years, so this is not new. But it really has gone to another level during this COVID-19 pandemic the last two years. So... But that is where I was like, okay, we need this nurse and concierge business where I can go out and be more hands-on. Yes, I'm a nurse during the day, but I'm limited to what I can do. With my own business, I'm able to do a little bit more. So if I can be of assistance to you and your loved ones um, through the dear to my heart, nurse and concierge business, I just wanted to review real quick what uh, what I offer and the services I offer are medication setup here in New York, medication setup. Um, I also offer... Uh, pick my brain strategy session calls where maybe something's going on at home you have no clue what to do and you need some advice from someone who's been in the field for 15 years and I've seen a lot not saying I've seen everything but I've definitely seen a lot and I can definitely offer up a lot of suggestions and advice especially if you're in the New York area but the strategy calls can go for anyone anywhere in the world Um, a lot of things can be uh, done maybe in your area wherever you live I also offer uh, vent sessions sometimes you just need to vent you just need to vent. So I offer vent sessions where you call me. I'm not giving you any advice necessarily. I'm just an ear. Sometimes you need an ear. There's no one who you can talk to. You can't call, uh, let's see, you can't call your sister, right, and say, your mom is getting on my nerve and I can't take it and I'm about to lose my mind. And your sister going to look at you and be like, what is your problem? Mom is just a saint having no clue what you're going through (laughs) on your side. (laughs) So rather than you harboring that anger, call me and arrange a vent session so we can do that for 15 minutes. Um, I'm praying in the spring 2022, I will be able to restart my patient advocate side of the business where I escort patients to the medical appointments and I sit in the appointments for for you. You were not able to get there maybe as a family caregiver due to work or distance um, and I'm able to at least sit there, hear what's going on, communicate your concerns or um, translate back to you what's happening in the visit as well as back to the consumers. I find a lot of times the consumers leave their doctor's uh, offices and they have no clue what the doctor just told them. I, and again, professionally and personally, I'm telling you, I've seen this. So um, that's what the patient advocate one is about. And then I also offer weekly services where I go in and visit your loved one once a week, do a couple of random things, check battle signs, and just see what's going on with them from my nursing eyes. And you know, the motto of Dear to My Heart, let my nursing eyes and ears be your eyes and ears. So if I can be of assistance, definitely contact me. Again, my website is Dare to My Heart with the number two, D-E-A-R-2, myheart.com. 
Until next time, you all be blessed and I'll talk to you soon.